0: Today, we've got a guest who is one of the favorite speakers at the Sales Scale Summit, and he was actually voted the favorite speaker of the Billion Dollar Seller Summit. Make sure to stay to the end because he's got some amazing strategies for how to do Google ads, get reviews, and much more. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Two, <laughs> Tired of waiting two weeks to get your Amazon payouts? Wouldn't you rather get your payouts every day if it was possible? Or maybe you're interested in a line of credit for thousands, tens of thousands, even up to a million dollars depending on what you qualify to help fund your next Amazon orders. You can do these things and more with Alta by Helium 10. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash Alta, A-L-T-A. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. We've got a serious seller here on the line with us today. Uh, I believe this is his second or third time in the podcast. Leo, how's it going? Hey, Bradley. It's going well. How are you? I'm doing just delightful. Thanks. Now, where, where are you located right now? Uh, I'm actually
1: in Toronto right now for uh, two more months, maybe one and a half, actually. I'm moving to Florida
0: December 1st. Everybody's moving to Florida. They don't care about the hurricanes (laughs) and stuff. It's like Florida, the nice uh, tax situation and and other things there, huh?
1: Hey, look, the weather, um, you know, compared to Canada is definitely much better. So, um, I mean, you know, it would be probably the first time for me dealing with the hurricanes. But, um, you know, it definitely... I, I look forward to uh now spending the next winter year for sure.
0: Yes, yes. Uh depends on point of view, I guess. You know, me personally I prefer when like I prefer snow as opposed to uh hot and humid, you know, like like sometimes Florida gets. But hey, to eat to each their own. Now, um, you know, speaking of hot places, not humid, but you know, the last time we saw each other in person was just a few weeks ago in, in Vegas, and you know, you spoke at selling scale. Summit. Now, unfortunately, I, I couldn't attend your, you know, your, your speech, and I heard it was really good. But you know, we're gonna talk a little bit about that today. I actually, the last time I heard you speak was at um, Billion Dollar Seller Summit. I'm wearing the old school Billion Dollar Seller Summit T-shirt uh, or I polo see, shirt yeah. today from Kevin King. Uh, the next one's actually in Puerto Rico. That's going to be uh, really cool to to come to. But I think he, you got, didn't you get like voted for favorite speaker of, of the Billion Dollar Seller Summit? Yeah, that's right. I actually won the
1: best speaker, um, which was pretty cool. You I know, like, I like this uh, contest where are the attendees that are actually voting instead of, um, yes, you know, the actual organizer. Uh, it feels more fair, I would say. So winning that Billion Dollar semis- Summit uh, meant a lot to me for sure.
0: That's cool. That's cool. Now, you didn't pay to speak at billion dollar seller summit or sell and scale, right? No, no, absolutely not. It's funny. Uh, I hear people talking about that. Like, you know, sometimes on LinkedIn, Oh yeah. All speakers, they pay just, I'm like, well, there's like sponsor, you know, like there's like some sponsored slots, but they only get to speak for like 10 minutes, you know, at billion dollar seller summit. And then, you know, maybe at some events, but like for the most part, you know, people who speak like me, uh, I don't pay to speak (laughs) at any event. I'm just invited, you know, like, uh, but just in general like how you've been to I don't know probably 30 conferences in your time here in the e-commerce world um, how how was this you know our first uh, selling scale for you uh,
1: look Bradley I, I it was actually um, you know an amazing event uh, in few words but um, I, I was surprised and um, pleased to see the level of organization uh, the details that went into the show, um the, the organization overall from the beginning to the end of the show was impeccable um i know that uh, there was a lot of work that you know has been put into it but um i was really amazed by uh, especially the networking uh, part of the event I, um, I i really enjoyed a few sessions as well um i will definitely go back if i if you invite awesome. me to speak again it would be my pleasure but uh, um i i think you know for everyone that missed the show um definitely try to make it next year yep. um, is by far one of the best ones and you know look um the, the, the industry has become a lot more mature and looking at um you know the space now with these type of events it makes you really feel like you know you're in the right place for sure
0: cool cool appreciate 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 that and yes uh, hopefully we can get you to to speak um even though you're not paying us to do that but, uh, <laughs> to speak at the, uh, at the next one. Now, before we get into your, 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 your topic that you went over, which I think was, um, you know, I saw some of the slides, even though I didn't hear it. So I think it was pretty cool. Just, I just wanted to you know talk a little bit about, you know, you mentioned talking about the industry and you've been around for a while. You've, you know, you, you have your own, um, you know, software company and you've worked, uh, you know, for, for some of the biggest ones like viral launch, you know, in the past. And so I just, you know, I, I you know, you have a unique viewpoint and, and, there's no right or wrong answer here but i'm just going to, you know, present something to you cuz it's a question that i get, you know, sometimes and and people ask like, "Hey, what do you, you know, what do you think of uh, of the competitors, you know, out there for like Helium 10? Like, you know, Jungle Scout kind of is pretty much the only competitor at, at least in this space for the last few years. And i remember when i first joined Helium 10, we were just kind of like one of the the new kids on the block. It was mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, Jungle Scout and then and then Viral Launch and then the last 2 years um you know, viral launch doesn't, you know, it doesn't have much of a, um, kind of like an impact these days. Uh, jungle scout kind of like really went down as far as the, you know, the market penetration, I would say, you know, like for example, you know, our, you know, the active users of Chrome extension, helium 10, um, hit 900,000 last week. I think Jungle oh, wow. scout was like at 400,000, but there's almost like no other competitor, even like in the conversation, like, like it's helium 10 and then there's jungle scout and then that's pretty much it. But how do you, like when you were at viral launch and stuff, like how do you view competition? Like one, one aspect of it, like in this space is kind of like, and, and I remember this, like when, when we were trying to catch up to jungle scout or when, when we caught up and then they were still like innovating all the time, it was kind of like, kind of fun. Cause like, like, Hey, you know, like we, we better, you know, get this, get this out because, you know, jungle scout's going to come out with something first or, or, or something like that. Or, or viral launch is going to, you know, have this new feature or look what viral launch just did. like, like, competition, I think spurs innovation. Not to say, you know, like we haven't really had any competitors, you know, helium 10, like in the last two years, not to, you know, but we've still been been innovating, but, but in this space, like, how do you view, you know, is it a good thing that, um, that there's a lot of people vying for the top space or, or is it bad that it's, it's pretty much only been helium 10 at the top for a couple of years or what, what's your viewpoint on this kind of thing? You
1: know, Bradley, this is a very, um, interesting and, and, Kind of sensitive topic, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. if you allow me to say so. You know, for me, competition is, in my opinion, is 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 very important uh, uh-huh. for the space, especially for sellers. And when you look at what happened the, the past few years, right? Especially like when um, this this uh, ecosystem uh, was born around 2014, 15, where when everyone kind of got into the Amazon space. Um, you're right. You know, we had. Three major players, you know, you guys, viral launch, Jungle Scout, right? Yep. Uh, back then, the Chrome extension was one of the best, I guess, tools at the time, right? Allow you to uh, quickly, you know, analyze the search results page and see how many sales, you know, your competitors were making. Um, and over time, things evolved, right? And, and uh, Amazon started giving us um, a little bit of data. Uh, themselves, right? Data became a little bit more accurate on their end as well. And, you know, on our end as, as software providers, we were always trying to, you know, provide the best tools to Amazon sellers, trying to identify those like hidden kind of secret endpoints to get the data from. Um, and then, you know, over time, when this data became kind of like harder to find or when Amazon closed kind of the uh, the pipes, Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. when you started seeing a shift in the space. You know, those people that were really good at innovating, they kept innovating. Yep. And those that were just using data that was, you know, washed in and kind of like stolen by other from other competitors or mm-hmm. other software providers, they kind of like... Um, only disappeared. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, the story with Barlaunch is totally different, right? You know, you know our good friend Casey, unfortunately, you know, he had to leave the company. But um, with regards to Jungle Scout, I've seen kind of like them stopped innovating, uh, stopped doing a lot of, you know, like the cool stuff they, they were kind of known for. Uh, while you guys, uh, I believe you, you release something new every week or so. Right.
0: Yeah. So yeah. at least one, at least every month we have that bigger, better launch that we right, do where right. we, we launch about five to ten things. So yeah, average maybe one thing a week, kind of. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from a, from an Amazon seller perspective, you guys offer a lot of value, right? You, you're loyal to your your customers. The customers are loyal to you. Uh, there is a good relationship there, and that's what a software company should be doing. Now, when it comes to competition, though, uh, it's good to see what other players are doing. It gives it gives you a little bit more motivation to like always. know build a new feature build that something new and you guys have seen you been launching uh you know like the amazon attribution um you know some other stuff like ways to filter better your data like with cerebro you're always trying to innovate there like you know that's what competition helps with right Sure, Um, sure. it makes you always you know surprise your customers in in obviously a good way when it comes to delivering good software the thing is that i'm afraid in the space there isn't enough um innovation you know from a competitive perspective right like or, or innovative minds um if you will and so um you know for you guys it's an advantage because you've been in a run for a long time you know the amazon space very very well and so you can keep innovating and and then you know surprising us with a bunch of cool stuff and cool gadgets uh, while for the competition it's kind of harder to to catch up and uh and for a seller right now, you know, things have become a lot more um, complex. You know, the, the industry has matured. And so you cannot just run a business or an Amazon, uh, become yep. a successful Amazon seller with a Chrome extension. You yep. need a lot of data, a lot of analysis, like the keyword research and listing optimization and keyword tracking, PPC. You have to be good at so many different things. And so that suite of tools, I think that's what really, uh, you know, helps sellers today. And
0: to replicate that is not yeah. that easy. Well, let me ask you something. And this is why I have uh, I struggle just internally kind of conceptualizing this. Like, for example, what's your favorite sports team in the world, you know, regardless of the sport? I don't know what your favorite sport is. Is it soccer or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm Italian. I have to go for Italy, right? Inter Milan (laughs) or what's your team?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. AC Milan is my favorite,
0: yes. AC Milan. Okay. So, you know, you're a diehard AC Milan fan. You know, your rival is Inter Milan. You know, like, it's not like your life, one person's life is better by following one team as opposed to the other. And like, obviously, you know, AC Milan would be nothing if there was no, what's it called? Ser- Serie A, um, That's it's the right. League, right? Like if That's, there was no yeah. league and there was no company, like, like, it's kind of useless to even have like AC Milan. So it's like in sports and things like that, competition is necessary. It's what makes things fun. But then when we talk about like, you know, software companies or things where like, for example, what what, what I struggle with sometimes is, is I, I agree with you, like the competition is important, but I'm just wondering, like, you know, like right now, or like in the beginning of Helium 10, like when we first started, Jungle Scout was way better than us. Because, you know, like when Manny started, he started like Frankenstein and Scribbles and, and you yeah. know, like maybe Chrome extension or something. So you could almost argue that if you stopped using Jungle Scout and start using Helium 10, you could potentially be doing damage to your business you know mm-hmm. like uh, you know because jungle scout just had had more tools the flip might be true right now you know like like if you stop using helium 10 and you start go you go back to jungle scout or, or maybe another smaller tool out there like you literally would be doing damage to your business because you're not going to have the the data and, and the you know all the tools and stuff but at the same time like you said you know competition is important so like what Like what, what should, uh, you know, like, like there's affiliates out there, you know, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe an affiliate, uh, who has a affiliate of helium 10, who has a course or they have a, you know, big Facebook community or YouTube audience. And it's like, um, you know, like competition is important. You know, we don't, we don't have like exclusive, like, Hey, if you're an affiliate of helium 10, you could never, you know, (laughs) mention any other tool. But if I think about it, it's like, if they're suggesting to their course people, you know what? You, you maybe you should use, you know, Jungle Scout again, or, or maybe you should use this. Like to me, that's almost like them doing damage to to that customer if they're not using Helium Ten. So, like, you know, for coming from me, working for Helium Ten, it might sound like being a homer, but I'm just trying to be a realist. So like, what, what's your thoughts on that?
1: You know, that's an interesting point, Bradley. I think it comes down to the seller itself, right? The seller right now should be, um, I guess, careful first of all. And, and, and smart enough to understand what's good for their business. Because, uh, like you said, you can potentially damage your business if you look at the wrong data. Sure. Right, And so um, when it comes to understanding what software works best for you, I think you should, first of all, like, you know, a lot of people ask me, Leo, what's the best course out there? What should I really follow? Like there are so many gurus out there that, you know, perhaps they didn't really make it on Amazon or they didn't even sell anything and now they're selling their knowledge, right? Because that's all they have. That's how they can make money. And I respect that. Um, But I wouldn't trust these people when it it comes to um, giving me an advice on what software is best for me right? The software is best for me is the software that gives me enough data. I really need to understand. I always advise sellers to learn this business inside out, like in order to be a good, uh, leader, a good, a good boss, a good CEO in your company and build a good team. You need to really understand how, how to sell on Amazon, how this, how this business works. That's how you can hire people. Yeah, I yeah. always say this, you know, like a lot of like, um, you know, sellers that have made some money, but they didn't didn't really understand how, like they had a couple of home runs, right? We all know these people, you know, they eventually like find problems and they, they throw people at problems, right? They go, they go to the Philippines, there are a bunch of people. The problem is that six months later they come back and say, oh, you know, I'm still, I still have this issue, right? And th- the reason is that they didn't, didn't really find the source of that problem, right? Because sure. they didn't know themselves to begin with. And so I think number one, Sellers should really understand how this business works. You should really understand what data looks good, what data is actually accurate versus the data that is probably just packaged to look nice. You know, um, a lot of people I know, they still look at the search volume as the main uh, metric. In my opinion, that's wrong, right? You're going to see the conversion rates and, you know, click share and the purchase share, those are the the metrics that uh, matter today. And so, when it comes to, uh, you know, these, these communities that are coming up and, and people that say, oh, well, you should use this software instead. Um, they, the marketing message today is, you know, we want you to be successful. Right. But the truth is that the seller itself should be reading through those lines. Yeah. yeah. And understand, you know, is this good for me? Because if three months from now, six months from now, you can even give me a software for twenty dollars a month, that's fine. It's, I save a lot of money. But is this? Is what's the ROI on yeah. that? Right? If you're able to see that the data is great and you know you're getting good results with it and it's comparable, then okay, go go for it. Right? Why not? Yeah, that's my opinion when it comes to that. And there are so many softwares out there. You know, everyone. And today, like the software that you see is much. Better than the software we saw in 2015, because we have access to a lot more data, right? Um, But you and I know very well that maintaining, you know, servers and the technology is very, very, very expensive. And so, if you don't have enough customers like you guys do, it becomes you start saving on the data accuracy kind of components, right? Instead of just you know choosing the platform that
0: has a better UI. Mm All right, so guys, you know, I guess you know this is you know kind of unique. You know, I'm talking about this a lot, but I think it's important, you know, because you know people have been asking me more and more, you know, for a while. You know, Helium 10 has just been kind of like by itself, but then you know some people come out of the woodwork and still say they use Jungle Scout or another new up and coming tool. But at the end of the day, you know, it's different strokes for different folks. But you got to do what's best for your business, and and you know with with our team, like if there's something that that Helium that somebody else has, Helium 10 doesn't have, you know, come to us. We can probably. Uh, get it done, but you know, at the end of the day, you choose to go somewhere else. Well, that you know, that, that's your, that's your decision. Now, going back to, um, you know, what you were talking about, sale and scale. You know, like back in the day, there was all all kinds of stuff that was legal, and now it's not legal. You know, be it, yeah, incentivized reviews back in the day was legal. You know, search find buy, uh, rebates, two step URLs, all okay uh, before, now you know illegal compare uh, uh, to Amazon terms of service. One thing I believe you mentioned at Billion Dollar Summit and Selling Scale um, is that there are still, you know, big players out there still engaging in some of this gray or even black uh, hat. And and while it's not suggested that we do that, it's important sometimes to know what's going on just to, just to kind of like know what, you know, competitors out there are doing. So what kind of black hattery, and that this is why I particularly today wore a white hat instead of my black hat, but what what kind of black <laughs> hattery do you still see out there in here at the end of 2022 on Amazon,
1: uh, Bradley, my presentation, uh, seller scale, and and the, the billion dollar sales summit. One of the slides that was, I guess, um, you know, the most most more appealing, more successful was was the one that sort of, um, you know ex- explained and showed how sellers are currently asking for reviews, even though it's against the TOS. So uh, yes, to your point, like Amazon is saying, hey, you know, like that's it. Here's the red light, but a lot of sellers in order to be in business, you know, they have to do what they have to do. And what I see on my end is, uh, still a lot of, a lot of inserts going to, um, like more custom solutions before it used to be just mini chat. Mm-hmm. Now they're building their own landing pages, their own like type form, uh, kind of funnels and they drive traffic over there. And, uh, the more... Like The the more sophisticated one um, that I've seen is actually like someone that had built a mobile app um, that you had to install if you wanted to use their product. Mm -hmm. And it was very interesting because I I couldn't really understand how they were getting so many reviews. And uh, so I purchased their product. And then three weeks later, I was using it like I didn't see any inserts in the packaging. I was really surprised and shocked, and I was really wondering how they were able to get so many reviews. And um, and then three weeks later, as I was using the app, I actually got a push notification on the phone that asked to rate the product. And um, when I clicked on share feedback, I thought they were going to send me to the app store, right? Right. Because mm-hmm. that's normally how apps. Oh apps yeah, can yeah, use yeah. The, the, the app store, right? The, the app store for, or, yeah, okay, I get it. Uh-huh. For 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 uh, yes, that's right. For Android is the Google Play yep, or yep. Uh, Amazon. Uh, sorry for uh, for Apple is the App Store. And so when I clicked on it, I actually ended up going to the share like rate your product page on Amazon. And and I was now like, no, that
0: by itself is not necessarily against terms of service, right? Or do you think that is? They didn't ask me to. Give a
1: five star review. Okay. So, yeah. So, to your point, no, technically, mm-hmm. uh, it's not against the terms of service, but the way they did it was very, very um, shady. <laughs> well, yes. And, 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 but interesting and then, you know, sophisticated at the same time. Because yeah. I couldn't really understand how they were getting reviews until three weeks later when, you know, a push notification uh, came up on my phone. So I I thought that was very, very good. But you can do that only if you have. you know, If you're in the electronic space, you you have a reason for your customers to install a mobile app. Um, Otherwise, majority of sellers are still asking for a review through inserts. And uh, a lot of them are collecting, um, actually building an audience. Instead of just asking for a review, they uh, have a form where you give them your phone number, email, address, everything that they need uh, to remarket you. and, you know, Bradley, frankly speaking, um, there's also a lot going on, on the traditional marketing, like direct mail, a lot of, uh, sellers are still able to, you know, mail their customers, um, asking customers for review that way. Mm. And, um, that is interesting because it's kind of harder to detect unless you're buying the product and you receive a postcard in your mail, um, you know, asking for a review, and that's why uh, that's where sellers kind of uh, evolved with, and, and that's what they're doing.
0: Hmm. Okay, so that's you know, guys, that that's stuff that you should stay away from. You know, Amazon purposely tries to hide the addresses of of buyers, but if you're finding a way around that, you know, that's not you know, if they find that out, that's not something they'll be happy about. Now, now for for launch, you know, um, you know, a lot of companies, you know, don't don't most most companies that were in this space for. For search find by or or super URLs or two step URLs, you know, don't don't have that business model anymore. Now, me personally, I, I switched to a hundred percent to kind of like PPC, you know, uh, launches. But uh, you know, you and you you in your presentations talked about how you know you your method of launching is actually mainly on on Google ads. So so my first question is, you know, I think before, um, everybody has always understood that if you're ranking organically on Google and somebody clicks on it. Uh, after a Google search uh, and, and then that's the keyword that somebody lands on your listing on Amazon that you're going to get like rank juice or, or some, some bump a little bit. But then in the past, at least some, not not many, but, but I, I heard a couple of people say, um, I'm not sure if it was Anthony or, or who, or who said it, but that when they were examining URLs from Google ads, that they thought that the the keyword would not transfer over. But I remember a slide specifically, you gave a billion dollar summit and you actually did test and you showed a helium 10 keyword tracker where, where you were running google ads for a keyword and then you did see a bump in mm-hmm. amazon keyword rank for that keyword did i understand that uh correctly
1: that, that is correct uh brother we we wanted to test this because we were always um wondering if technically speaking this was actually um, doable because mm-hmm. if you if you're technical and you understand how attribution works, um, you probably know that it's, it's impossible to track the search query on Google, unless that search query is is being passed over to the website or to the landing page and you have some sort of, you know, analytics. Now you want to know that with Amazon, you cannot install any analytics, right? It's not your website. Um, sure. If you you know on a Shopify store, yes, of course you can do that. Um, and with the attribution, you cannot get uh, the search query unless you're doing it through Google Ads and you're passing in the campaign ID and everything dynamically um, using what they call the uh, macro tags. But um, and if you send just traffic from Google to your landing page without using any links or you know any attribution links. Um, technically speaking, is impossible for Google for Amazon to know what keyword the user searched on uh, on Google. Well, we did the test. We we were just advertising on Google, and we created a, an exact match campaign, and we drove traffic. We didn't do anything else with the landing page. We didn't change the titles. We didn't change images. We just kept everything uh, as 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 it was, just so that we could um, attribute changes
0: to only this Google campaign. So, so hold, on, hold on, hold on, the, the campaign, yeah. what link was in the campaign? A link to a landing page or to an Amazon uh, storefront? To a landing page, to a product page. Oh, to, to, to the actual Amazon product page? Correct, yes. Okay, was it an attribution URL. link or just, just the, the product page link? The canonical URL, yes. The canonical URL, okay, okay, yeah. got it, continue.
1: Yeah, and so when we started driving traffic, it took a while, but a few, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks, couple of weeks later, we started seeing that uh, that keyword that we were advertising on Google started ranking higher on Amazon. And we yeah. went, I think, from position 47 to position 13 with the first keyword. And then the other one, I think, was position 28. We went position number seven. We ended up position number seven. And, um, and so we assumed uh, after this test that Amazon is able to detect the keyword mm-hmm. Uh, the search query that was actually searched on uh, on google now don't ask me how they're doing this uh, if they have some sort of collaboration in the back end or but it seems that uh, they're able to see this data okay and and you know if 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 we get some technical listeners here um, eventually like I'd like to you know, them to hit me up and follow up because it's an interesting conversation. I like to even learn more uh, myself on how this is possible. Um, but yeah, it was really surprising uh, to see that this is actually um, how things are working today uh, when it comes to sending traffic from Google to Amazon. And this is why is probably one of the best ways today. Like I've ranked a bunch of um, uh, keywords lately, just using Google ads.
0: Now, one interesting thing that you showed and and I have literally zero experience in Google ads. Like, I, like, you know, now helium 10, um, is doing Google ads, uh, just kind of like in beta, like it's not even out, but, but I volunteered like, you know, the, the coffin shelf to be a part of it. So I, I like actually paid $500 for it, but I haven't even looked <laughs> at like, like our team was handling everything. I still have never made my own Google ad once in my life. It's something I definitely have to do. But one thing I didn't know was possible and that you had a slide on was where you're giving that final URL, let's just say it's the actual product, you know, the product listing or maybe an attribution link or whatever, but you can actually, the one that displays in the ad, the URL that displays in the ad, you can like put whatever you want there, but but it's it, it's just like a vanity thing, is is that? Because I didn't hear what you said, so I just saw this screenshot, yeah. I'm like, but that's what it seemed like you were showing.
1: Yeah, 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 so, so Google allows you to uh, pretty much enter in the display URL um, anything after your domain name. So, um, for example, if you're running a 30% off campaign on your product, uh, or you have a coupon that gives your customers a 30% off, you can actually uh, display that in your Google Ads. And so the destination URL will be domain.com, and then you have slash promo slash 30% off. And, and that's pretty cool because you can actually, like, use that to increase your click-through rates, right? You know, with Google Ads, it's all about, you know, increasing click-through rates and so you get a better cost per click and eventually, like, the quality score improves, right? And so if you do use all these uh, features that Google offers, like the display URL, the call you can make your ads super, super uh, contextually relevant, to the you know query that the user is typing in on Google and you know you can get some pretty good results with that.
0: Okay. All right, another thing I had a question that you know since I didn't hear the presentation I have no idea what this is and may- maybe you mentioned in billion dollar seller something but but my memory is bad these days. Um because I'm not doing some biohacking. Maybe we'll have some time to talk about some of your biohacking things too but uh, yeah yeah yeah. Dynamic keyword <laughs> insertion. What the heck is that and, and how does that relate to uh, Google Ads? Dynamic
1: keyword insertion uh, is again a feature that Google um, gives you that allows you to pretty much replace the title in the ad copy with the search query that the customer or the, the user uh, typed on on Google. And so if you know you're selling silicon spatula like red silicon spatula for example and your ad says you know buy red silicon spatula today on uh, Amazon, if the user typed um, hard plastic, you know, red silicone spatula instead, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You can use that query and replace it dynamically in the title so that the title now becomes more relevant to the search query. So instead of saying buy red silicone spatula, now your title will say buy hard plastic, you know, red silicone spatula. So now the the contextually that ad is way more relevant to the search query. And so the hope is that the user will click uh, your ad first because it's exactly, contains exactly the keywords that they typed in on Google.
0: Got it, got it. All right, so super interesting. What's some other tips with how we set up our Google ads so that it has the most bang for the buck, whether we're talking about on Amazon or maybe just helping our our click-through rate or conversion rate from the actual Google ad itself.
1: Yeah, Bradley, one um, feature that uh, nobody seems to know, but it's available there. So uh, when you're building an ad, if you type in uh, like the curly bracket, uh, you can see that uh, Google shows you some uh, features that are available, like those dynamic features that are available. And so you see that one of them is called countdown. The countdown feature is one of my favorite ones because you can actually put into your uh, ads a real countdown. And, you know, countdowns, we know they're really cool when, when we see them on the landing pages, for example, because they give you urgency, right? It's kind of like... You act now, you get 20%. It's only valid until like 6 p.m. today. Like, and then it's 5.59 and 5.58, right? And so when you see that actually on Google and the Google ads, that's super powerful. You know, you know, the user is searching for this keyword, they're looking for a product, and then in your ad now you're saying this offer is only available until you know 5.59 today. And then you know it starts the countdown is, is kind of live. Um you know, that's one of the best features that you can use, and it's for free. You don't have to pay any more money to use that uh, with your Google Ads. And the other thing is um, they have callouts, which are also free, and they're just additional um, you know, like pieces of text that you can add to your ad copy. For example... You know, on Amazon, we normally, uh, the, five, the fifth bullet point or the sixth, you know, whatever many you have, normally says, you know, money back guarantee, right? Like get your money back if you don't like our product. So now you can use that and put it in, in, in your Google ads. Um, you know, you can say hundred money back guarantee. That's free. And, you know, you can say ship in, in 24 hours, like, like all this kind of stuff that you think might get uh, the customer to click on your ad, um, mm-hmm. they can be added to your ad for free. And um, they, they show the bottom of your ads. Um, again, it make, makes your overall you know, um, amount of room that you take on the, on the Google search results page much bigger. So you have a lot more real estate. And, and the last one um, is the image of your product. Uh, recently, Google um, added this feature that allows you to add your product image to a Google ad. And so that's super, super cool because instead of like, uh, you know, getting that click and potentially get a, a bounce back to Google because your listing sucks and maybe your image is not good, mm-hmm. you can actually put the same image that you have on your landing page there on Amazon into the Google ad. And so that uh, instead of letting the, the customer guess after the click, if that's the product they're looking for, they can already make the decision right there. If that's the product that they're looking for, or they're looking for, and then eventually click on the ad, so you're yeah. saving a potential, uh, you know, click, uh, irrelevant click, right? Yeah. And um, and improving your click to rates if you have great images.
0: Super interesting. All right, I mean, Google yeah. Ads. You know, uh, we're just scratching the surface here, guys. This is, this is, you know, my. I, I hate doing you know predictions or whatever you know like none of us really know anything what's gonna happen. I <laughs> towards the end of the year you always say, all right what's your 2023 predictions? But if if you were to force me to to make a prediction, I would say you know Google Ads will be used by three x the amount of Amazon sellers that are is using 2022. I just see uh, next year that this is gonna play a much more important role, not just for humongous sellers, but but even newer sellers. You know uh, I think it's almost gonna be necessary to 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 to, to keep up with the competition, to use Google ads. Now, um, I, I want to get back to some of your 30 second tips and some, some, some strategies you can give, but before there, you know, your, your current company, um, or, I mean, your company you've had ever since the last time you've had on, on this podcast convo, Matt, you know, uh, a lot of it I know has to do with many chat and maybe some people think that, Hey, automatic automated messaging, all of that is now extinct because, you know, once, you know, search, find, buy, and, and, and getting people to, you know, to do reviews in a certain way and manipulating things like those are what many chat and automated messages were used for. And now all of that is against the rules. So like how in the world can convo you know, still survive, but, but you, you, know, you're, you're focused not on those things, but, well, what kind of things are, are, you know, sellers in your network and, and other people using like these automated messages, like, like uh, many chat for, if not, you know, for these black hat things that other people used to use them for.
1: Yeah, Bradley, I'm glad that you asked this question because a lot of, um, you know, sellers have, have known Commomat as this uh, automation marketing platform, which, you know, did allow up until November last year when the TOS changed, uh, sellers to automate a lot of the order verifications mm-hmm. and then checking, like automating the messages with their customers. Um, you know, although chatbots are still being used a lot to automate the customer service um Conversations, which are completely, um, you know, fine and compliant to the TOS, because you know Amazon doesn't want you to send your customers off of Amazon. But um, they, you know, you run a business, you need to do customer service. The customer eventually reaches out to the company when they need support, when they need um, help with anything. And so, automating the conversations um, until when perhaps manual intervention is required is very critical as well, because it just makes you a much better company from a custom, customer service perspective. So, we'll still see a lot of sellers using this automation to, um, you know, if the customer comes in because they need, uh, they're trying to claim their warranty or they're trying to figure out how the product works. And so, there's a lot that you can automate there. But when Amazon changed um, the TOS, we have uh, decided to pivot, and uh, ComboMat is actually being, you know, in, in beta released right now in beta. But the new version, which we're going to call it ComboMat Connect, it's actually all about influencer marketing. And so we hmm. um, understood that influencers are by far the best way to push products um, to. You know, have more control over your brand and how you know you generate sales, and this yeah. you know, 100% compliant. When you see, Amazon is even giving us the, the cash back, right? That mm-hmm. brand referral bonus, and I had a call with Amazon actually last week, where they are pushing this even more. And so we want to help now sellers build these networks um, with more technology. So what we built in the past. Um, which had become kind of against the US. We're kind of repurposing it more to communicate now with influencers instead and helping brands um, to build their own networks and their own audiences. Um, This way, you know, if you have to launch more products in the future, you don't have to worry about, um, you know, doing again a facebook campaign to mini chat which is against the us you know you can tap into your own network um you ask your influencers for product uh, feedback if you are designing a new packaging so everything that comes with having your own network that's really what i think the uh, opportunity is and um where you know sellers should definitely put a little bit of focus on okay
0: all right so influencer marketing you, you just mentioned um do you have like favorite uh, you know social medias or, or favorite places where you want influencers to be promoting uh, you know uh, uh, Amazon sellers products on?
1: Uh, Bradley, we just launched the product about a, a month and a half ago. And um, we, we were doing traditional uh, promotions and then uh, we started tapping into both Instagram and, and TikTok. And, um, and we were doing an average of 20, 25 units a day. And then all of a sudden we did 120 one day and wow. that was only with you know one influencer which wasn't even that that big uh promoting our product you know the and that was on TikTok, TikTok so um right now i think tiktok is is uh, probably my favorite um you know my preferred channel and uh, simply because the way that the algorithm works on TikTok is, um, you know, much better than than Instagram. If you are uh, a new creator, right? TikTok, for example, um, doesn't care how many followers you have; they just care about your content. And so, as long as your content is engaging, you know, your video can go viral. And 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 so it's about the, um, you know, the instructions that you give to the TikTok creator. Um, and the creativity of that specific creator, but if, if that video is super cool and engaging and this fun, it potentially can go viral. You can you can run out of stock, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what you know we, we hope for. But um, yeah, so I would say TikTok's my my first one, um, first choice, and then uh, Instagram.
0: Okay. Now you know we we always just like last time we close our episodes with a you know a TST thirty second tip, but I want to do like two or three you know total. Now it could be about influencer marketing. Could be about automated messaging. Could be about getting reviews. Could be about launch. Could be about Google Ads. Could be about whatever you want. But but let's do two or three, depending on how much time we have left here. Uh, what's what's your uh, first strategy for everybody out there? Uh, first
1: strategy, I will say, it's about um, keywords. Don't don't uh, go after just search volume. Uh, dig dig really deep into um, your favorite you know, keyword tool, uh, if you're using Cerebro, um, try to understand what are the keywords that are actually converting best, you know, sometimes like what I do normally I export on Excel. And then, um, I find that there are some keywords that are getting a lot of search, higher search volume, but the conversion rate is very low. And then I find some other ones that are really, really, um, low search volume, but they're getting like 24, 25% conversion rate. And when I calculate the numbers, I see that I can get more sales. From those low search volume keywords, than the actually the, the ones that I'm um, you know like I, I sorted by search volume first, and so um, tip number one is like try to focus on the keywords that uh, make most money based on conversion rate. Um, I guess I can give another tip on reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that worked very well for us was using Vine, and uh, Vine Vine needs to be used in a certain way to be um, to be successful. Uh, one thing that I learned is that Vine reviewers actually pay taxes uh, when they order products over $600 uh, or, or overall $600. So um, Amazon just gives them this you know, tax notice. And so if you have products um, that you send to Vine that are not worth their, their while um, or their taxes they have to pay on that, uh, they probably won't redeem it. And so um, when you develop a product, uh, considering that now... It's very hard to get reviews, and buying is really the only option that we have. Think about that as well. Um, like cheap products are, um, you know, a no-brainer for them. Uh, grocery are free; they can get as many grocery items without paying any taxes. So, if you sell groceries, they can get you know, you can get a lot of buying reviews, um, and they can redeem those for free. And um, if you decide to go regardless with the product you have in mind. What I would suggest is, and this is kind of like maybe a grayish, um, if you if you will, Bradley. But we we send you know the first fifty hundred um, items in in you know a, a nicer kind of packaging, simply because we want to deliver a much better experience to these yeah. Vine reviewers. Um, they care about the product, the packaging. Uh, They're very critical, and so we want to make a really good impression. Now, it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, after these products have been uh, redeemed, we change the packaging. Now, the packaging is the same, but we perhaps put it in another gift box or, you know, like you cannot ship uh, to them using the gift wrapping, you know, the Amazon default um, option. But, you know, you get the point. The point is to give them a packaging that looks a little bit more appealing and it's nicer. And you most likely will get, you know, the five-star reviews uh, compared to the three or four that, you know, they typically give you because of their level of uh, criticism. Um, so I would say these are my uh, top tips at the moment. Awesome.
0: All right. Well, um, how can people find you on the interwebs out there if they want to, you know, pick your brain a little bit more or find out more about Convomat, et etc.? Uh, yeah, they can reach out to me through LinkedIn.
1: Um, LinkedIn, Leo Scovio, um is my handle, same as uh, Facebook. I'm always on uh, these two channels mainly. And um, email, my email is leo at com. All awesome.
0: right, awesome. Well, Leo, thank you so much for uh, joining us today, uh, leaving us these insights. We'll save the biohacking for next uh, next episode. But I remember you tell me a Billion Dollar Seller, some, some crazy things uh, 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 based on some, some crazy thing that you found out there and oh, you, yeah. you were all of a sudden bench pressing more than you ever have in your whole life right after you got injured like a whole bunch of crazy stuff so we, we have Absolutely. we have enough material for a full another episode we'll have to talk about what we'll, what we'll do is you'll have to get me on some of that stuff now and then a year from now i'll come on right. you know 50 pounds less <laughs> and, and twice as strong and then can talk about uh how you helped me with that
1: i love that sounds good all right we'll talk to you later